We're the Denver Broncos cheerleaders, and you're listening to Sports Crunch with DCROM. Good morning, afternoon, wherever or whenever you catch things are. This is Sports Crunch with DCROM. I'm your host, David Cromelo, and welcome to part five of our special Beyond the Chat series with the 2022 Denver Broncos cheerleaders. We kicked off the series over a month ago with McKenna, who is one of the four DBC team captains this season. And today, we are pleased to welcome another one of those four fearless leaders to the program. Chelsea is in her sixth season with the Denver Broncos cheerleaders and her second as captain. When she's not on the sidelines or representing the Broncos in the community, she teaches second grade. In addition, she just graduated from Metropolitan State University of Denver with her master's in elementary education. Bravo, Chelsea. Congratulations on that major, major milestone in your life and many more to come. And above all, she is an absolutely indescribable, too good to be true, shining light of a human being. It's very hard to pick one word to describe her, but all I can say is that if you look up the word kindness in the dictionary, you would see her picture. And in case you missed it, Chelsea was at the center of the epiphany I had over a year ago that revealed to me just why the Denver Broncos cheerleaders have been such a life-changing factor for me. Last spring, I was feeling down one night and didn't feel like I should record a certain episode of this podcast, but suddenly I heard her voice in my head saying, Decrom, you've got this. Let's go. Then it immediately occurred to me that the demons of self-loathing and self-doubt, which had plagued me throughout college, were gone for good. I truly would not have pulled through and evolved into the self-confident, positive person I am today without the Denver Broncos cheerleaders in Chelsea, your love. And your light truly helped me overcome new challenges each and every day. It is the ultimate dream come true to have you on the program. How are you, my friend? Oh, thank you so much, Decrum. What a warm welcome. It brought tears to my eyes. Thank you. I'm doing so well, and I'm so happy to see your face as a fan of the Broncos and a fan of the Broncos cheerleaders. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome, Chelsea. Thank you and your teammates so much once again for joining me. It's really made my summer. And uh, let's get down to business here. As you know, it takes a lot of responsibility to be a Denver Broncos cheerleader and even more as a team captain. What are your main responsibilities as a DBC captain off the field as well as on the field? Yeah, so I think I'll talk a little bit more about what I think being a captain is um, besides the responsibilities. But I think that a captain may seem like it's a title. But what I think it means to me is on and off the field is leading with love, um, promoting camaraderie um, with your teammates and participating in the idea of productive struggle. I've been big on that this year because I think the opportunity to try and to participate in a struggle with a group of other people is just something that can be life-changing and impact your heart in so many ways. And that's what I learned so much as a captain last year. And I hope to keep promoting this year is a strong belief in yourself. And I think being captain isn't about me, it's about the we. And I read in a book um, like a couple years ago and it was, how can I lay down my life for others? And in this case, I want to give to my team and my community and leave them better than they were before by um, helping them find confidence, helping them find their inner leader and just um, a strong self-esteem and why they shine too. Oh, Chelsea, that is just so, so beautiful. It, it's very hard to find words to describe what you, you just said, but uh, you just uh, nailed it right on the head. 
a true leader is somebody who is willing to risk their lives for others. And it just translates into every field possible. That is just a lesson we all have to take with us, Chelsea. But uh, what are some of those specific responsibilities, both on the field as well as off the field, that uh, come with being a DBC captain? Like the game day responsibilities, the responsibilities for team practices, team community events, things like that. Yeah, so for the game day experience, basically I lead a line of, this year it will be of six other women, so I have a line of seven. And we'll go from corner to corner in the stadium and I basically lead them when the music plays and just give them the cues for when to go. Um, and I'm there just to support them in every aspect of the game day experience. And then when it comes to practice, uh, I think it's um, all of us basically all together are cheering each other on. But as the captain, I think that it is my duty to continue to be their biggest cheerleader and cheer them on and make them feel really good about themselves. And so um, knowing what's going on and being able to make the room a positive and energetic and beautiful environment is my like one duty that I make sure that I will always have um, in the rehearsal room and that I always fulfill for them. And yeah, so it's just basically being on top of things and organizing things and making life a little bit easier for everyone. But I think the most important role and duty is to promote self-confidence and uh, push the women around you to feel like they are capable of anything um, and achieving anything on this team. And that's exactly what you all have done for me over the years, Chelsea. Very, very, very fitting uh, that you shared that with us on this program. That's what teammates do. That's what friends do. That's what we're all supposed to do for each other. We're all on this earth to be each other's cheerleader, as I like to say. And uh, that's all there is to it. And we mentioned the uh, current job you had in the intro, and we'll get to that one soon. But a previous job you had was as a character performer at Walt Disney World. How did that experience shape you into the woman you are today? Yeah, it had a lot to do with the woman I am today. Um, it was a life-changing experience. I know that sounds kind of cheesy, but it truly was. Um, and it not only aligns with my career today um, and with Broncos, but with the woman I am today, like you said, um, and how I see the world today, I think as well. I had so many precious and beautiful moments that I was able to share with many people. And um, I was great friends with Pluto. So uh, I was in a costume most of the time and being able to interact with others around the world with just using my actions um, and with the language barriers because you know there's people who come to Disney from everywhere it taught me that your actions can mean the most to people and that your actions can create change your actions can create memorable moments your actions can make magic and so it taught me so much about that I wanted to impact people no matter what I ended up doing with my life and the, as the woman I am to just give this world so much light. Uh, and I can share a little story of one of my favorite moments that I had. I got to meet a lot of Make-A-Wish kids and one, why it's one of my favorite organizations now. Um, but I did meet as one of the characters I was at a character dinner. I met a kid one time and I was walking up to the table where the family was and they were like, just to warn you, they were telling me kind of like, as I'm in the costume and character, that our son has autism and it's a very severe form of it. And that uh, he's not, he's typically not really keen on the idea of characters coming up to him, um, but we just want to warn you before you do, we want to try it. And so 
I went up to him and I went down at his level eye to eye and I put out my hand and let him feel the fur on my costume and I he his eyes just lit up and he started smiling and he hugged me and his family had tears in his eyes and I think after that moment I realized like wow I can I can really make an impact and later that day they came up to me um, at the end of my shift and just thanked my character again because they said they've never seen that happen and never seen him form just a connection like that. And so I think that having a moment like that was able to give me this like beautiful realization that I can make strong and meaningful connections with the people around me. Chelsea, that is one of the most beautiful stories I have ever, ever, ever heard. And as somebody on the autism spectrum myself, that really, really warms my heart. I am fortunate to have not been on the uh, severe part of the spectrum, but those kids that are on the severe part of the spectrum and kids with Down syndrome and other uh, disabilities and sorts like that, they deserve the kind of love that you gave them at Disney World every single day, 24-7, 365. And we are forever indebted to you for providing that service to this world, Chelsea. You should be forever proud of yourself for doing that indeed. And uh, what Disney character do you think resembles you the most? Uh, well, my favorite one that I got to be friends with and I think does resemble me quite a bit is Pluto. I think people call me the real life Disney princess, but the one thing I love about Pluto and almost all dogs is they're loyal, they're patient, they're kind, they're forgiving. And I think that those are all words that describe me as well as energetic, which I'm always the uh, hype girl on the team. So <laughs> I think that's why he would describe me the most. Absolutely. And uh, thank you for being such a great hype girl for this podcast as well, Chelsea. Endlessly appreciated. And a short time ago, we had your wonderful teammate, Sophia, on the show, who, like you, is a full-time elementary school teacher. I asked her this exact same question. Why did you decide to pursue a career in elementary education? Yeah, so I, I made a change. I had before... Um, for my undergrad, I did health and exercise science at Colorado State University, and I pursued that for a while and did personal training and group fitness, and I absolutely loved it. But during my time there, I had um, at CSU, I had did an internship as a PE teacher, and I, when I was teaching sports to the kids and being in that classroom environment, I was like, wow, I think that being with kids is like where I'm meant to be. And I've always stamped myself with um, the mission statement that I want to make all I encounter feel empowered, valuable, and loved. And I feel like um, that can be most used right now as a teacher with our future leaders of America. And I think um, back to my experience in school and the people that impacted me the most and my most memorable experiences were always based on my teachers. And so I think I found myself seeing myself there and wanting to be there. And so I went back to school and uh, have taken a little bit of time off um, and just to get my education in. And now I get to be a teacher. And what I want most is to be able to give my kids the belief that they can do absolutely anything that they set their mind to, and then just root my education and inclusion and equity and making sure that they feel as though they can celebrate their individuality and be loved and valued as a person in this society. Beautiful as always, Chelsea, you're showing our audience why you're exceptionally hard to describe and you're too good to be true, as I like to say. Just two months ago, you and your teammates went on your annual team bonding trip to Mexico, finally after a two-year hiatus. Thank you, COVID, for finally getting out of the way just enough to let the Chelsea and her teammates have some well-deserved team bonding time. 
you were one of eight team members that got to go on a very special trip to the Yucatan. And your teammate McKenna, who was also on that trip with you, mentioned seeing Chichen Itza at night as one of the biggest highlights of the trip. Aside from witnessing one of the seven wonders of the world, what were the moments from that adventure that stood out to you the most? Yeah, I've gotten to do a lot of traveling through Broncos, which has been so humbling and given me such a new perspective. But I think Yucatan was one that was truly humbling. Um, and my favorite moment from that, um, although there were many wonderful things that we got to see, but we were able to interact with um, the Mayan women there. And we met a Mayan softball team and we got to play with them and they wore their traditional outfits. So they wore the um, dresses with like the embroidered flowers on them and they wore bare feet as they played softball. And we got to play a game with them. So we took off our shoes too. And I felt like in that moment we were equals and we were, the true epitome of women empowering women, even though we didn't speak the same language, we were there for each other. And I just, there was never a moment I could see more magical than that. And we also got to make tortillas with them and just being able to see the way they live and have their cultural experience um, and be able to celebrate it with them was such an eye-opening and beautiful thing. And I am forever changed from it. And the other part that I found so special was Daniela on our team. She is so special to our team and it's been amazing to have her impact and her light and um, just her worldly view from her being from Mexico. But to see her in her element was something that I like will always hold near to my heart. It was just so beautiful to see her in, immersed in her culture and sharing that with us. And it just helped me grow closer to her. And I just think it's such a beautiful thing that we have her on this team. Oh, absolutely. Daniela uh, is a very, very special young woman, and uh, you are very fortunate and lucky to have her on the team. And uh, it's just uh, great to see her inner element, as you said, like uh, helping bridge the gaps between uh, Broncos country in the States and Broncos country in her native Mexico. It's just a beautiful thing to watch, and hopefully we'll be getting to watch her do it for many, many years uh, going forward. And you also have gone on three military tours, one to uh, Germany, one to uh, Spain and Italy and another one just uh, this past February to Hawaii. Which one of those three, if you had to pick one, stood out the most to you? Oh my goodness, uh, that's a really hard question. Um, <laughs> they were all so different from each other. Um, I think rather than uh, one standing out more than the other, it's the people that you meet, you know? Um, I haven't had much experience with military in my family. I've had a couple people, but um, I'm not, I don't come from a military family. And to be able to um, experience what they experience firsthand and to see what they do, uh, to bring light to them when they're um, overseas and away from their families, that's what's so special about them. And that's what makes them memorable. And I just feel so grateful and for the people I've met. And I think that that's what makes them memorable and it's just been special. So I feel very grateful that I've been able to go on those tours. Absolutely. And our troops were very grateful to have met you. I am 120% sure of that. And now back to football. You first made the team in 2017, two seasons after Peyton Manning retired. And as fun as these past five seasons have been for you, Broncos country has suffered through subpar quarterback play on that field. But that all changes this season with Russell Wilson now in the Mile High City. 
Yay, indeed. Where were you when you first heard the news that the Broncos were trading for Russell Wilson, and how did you react? Yeah, so I was just at school, actually, um, and I have the Broncos 365 app, which you should download it if you don't have it. It's awesome, (laughs) (laughs) especially to keep you up to date on Broncos. Uh, But yeah, so I saw that uh, we had gotten him, and I was ecstatic. I was so excited, and there was a couple of students in my class who loved the Broncos, and I told them, and they were so pumped. We all did touchdown dances in the classroom, so that was kind of fun. Uh, But yeah, no, I'm just super hopeful. Um, It's always good to have change, and I keep telling people, uh, so Sophia always jokes around with me too, because I'm always like, I'm putting it out into the world. We are going to the Super Bowl this year. I know it. We are going. And that's what I just keep saying. So, you know, when you put things out into the world, they come to you. So hopefully we're going to go to Lombardi Trophy, but you know, I'm just excited for new energy and light on the team. And they've done a whole lot and um, Russell Wilson and Sierra in Denver so far. And it's been really cool to see the impact they've had here and how they're really immersing themselves in Broncos country. Absolutely. Fingers crossed of that fourth Lombardi trophy coming back to the Mile High City this coming February. I'm totally with you there, Chelsea. And uh, also another new facet of the Broncos this year is a new coaching staff led by Nathaniel Hackett. And an interesting thing about Nathaniel Hackett is, is uh, he's obviously young and energetic, but he gets a lot of that youth and energy because he used to teach hip hop classes uh, to help pay the bills in college. Uh, Do you think he should uh, choreograph a routine for you guys if needed? (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, I'm up for some hip hop from him. That would be awesome. Maybe a guest appearance of him dancing too. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't go that far, but maybe he should (laughs) choreograph some moves for you. I think uh, that that would be excellent as well. And now, Chelsea, it's time to predict the Broncos season a bit with a game called Over and Under. And in this game, I mentioned a certain stat and you guess whether the final statistic for that particular player will be over or under that particular number, starting with 35 touchdown passes for Russell Wilson, over or under? I'm going to be confident and go with over. Over it is. Uh, I'm going to disagree with you, but for a good reason. (laughs) I don't think he's going to have to throw the ball that much because of the Broncos running game. Uh, So he might be a tad lower, but I wouldn't be surprised uh, if he goes a lot over because of that running game too. It's a double-edged sword there. So uh, there's my take on that. And speaking of that running game, 1,200 rushing yards for Javante Williams, over or under? Yeah, he may be splitting carries with Melvin Gordon, but since he's kind of the main back um, this year, I'm feeling like he'll get more carries. So I'm going to go with over for that one too. So over for 1,200 rushing yards for Javante Williams. And speaking of Melvin Gordon, He is in rarefied air because for three or four consecutive seasons, he has scored eight or more rushing touchdowns. So over or under eight rushing touchdowns for Melvin Gordon this season. Let's go with over. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, over it is. Uh, It passed his prologue. It'll definitely be over. And uh, moving on to the receiving game. Seven receiving touchdowns for a guy who I think is absolutely going to have the season of his career with Russell Wilson now in town. Cortland Sutton, over under seven touchdowns for Cortland Sutton. I'm going with over. I'm confident in him too. I think it's going to be a great season. Oh, Chelsea going all over here. Yes, I'm going all over. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you have every right to be hopeful and confident. Uh, But uh, this is an interesting one. 3,300 receiving yards combined, combined for Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, and Jerry Judy. It is not far-fetched to think the Broncos could have three 1,000-yard receivers this season, especially within the new 17-game format. 
Over or under 3,300 receiving yards for the big three in Sutton, Patrick, and Judy. Yeah, I think uh, equal to or over. I'm going with that. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. And now onto the defensive side of the ball. This is a make or break season for Bradley Chubb. And that is an understatement because uh, he has the talent, but he's also been unable to stay healthy. But he's been uh, advertised throughout this offseason as in the best shape of his life and uh, ready to like show why he was the uh, fifth overall pick in 2018. So over or under six sacks for Bradley Chubb. Yeah, I think with him coming off that injury, um, like you were just saying, and it's been a little bit of a rough time, I think that he's ready to come out strong, and I'm excited to see what he has to offer, so we'll go with over. I hope you're right about Bradley Chubb as well, Chelsea, but if there is a strength to the Broncos on defense, it is in the secondary, where they have one of the best safeties in the game in Justin Simmons, by the way, one of the best humanitarians in the NFL as well, Justin Simmons, uh, tremendous respect for what he does off the field for his uh, community in Florida and for the Denver community and a guy who I think is going to be widely regarded as one of the three or five best corners in the game at the end of this coming season and Patrick Sertan so over or under eight combined interceptions for Justin Simmons and Patrick Sertan yeah this one was a hard one for me to think about I think because uh since Pat Sertan is so good um I, I don't know if the opposing teams will be throwing that way. Definitely. So I think for this one, I'm actually going to be going under. Under at last and for a perfectly legitimate reason. And she is Chelsea, six-year Denver Broncos cheerleader veteran and second-year team captain. Follow her on Instagram and Twitter at DBC underscore Chelsea. And Chelsea, it's been very enlightening and hopeful to have you on this program today to talk about uh, the things that bond us together as human beings across cultures, across borders, you name it. Uh, it. You have been emphasizing our common humanity nonstop, and it's been just beautiful. But unfortunately, outside the world of football, there's frightening things going on as people who do not share our worldview of what our common humanity is seem to have all the power right now. From Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine, marking those people for murder solely because they're of a different ethnicity, to the epidemic of gun violence, to the still raging COVID-19 pandemic, and worst of all, to the political divides in this country threatening to take us over a cliff of autocracy and perpetual sectarian violence. It is extraordinarily difficult to find hope right now. And I'd be lying if I said I wasn't scared. I am very, very scared about our future. And that takes me to our next question. You are a very passionate advocate for mental health. What is the best advice you can give to people who are feeling almost hopeless right now, given the increasingly dark state of our world? Yeah, um, as a cheerleader, a teacher, and a woman in sports, I am proud to stand here today as an advocate for mental health and breaking the stigma of it. Um, I think that's a big thing is we hide it a lot. Um, and as a cheerleader, I'm always lifting other people up and being joyful, being happy, um, and being cheerful to others. But um, what people don't often know about me is that I have struggled since I was a little girl with anxiety and depression. And um, they don't often know it because I internalize it so much. And I um, put up a happy front, but on the inside, I'm really thinking and worrying and those things are happening. And so I stand here today though, um, just strong to tell people that um, 
you're valuable, you are loved, you are worthy, you are important, and most of all, you are never alone. And I think the biggest advice I can give you is that community is everything and that the people you surround yourself are your community and that those are the people you can lean on and that you can go to. And knowing that you're never in this alone and you're never by yourself. And when we hear about those dark things in the world, remember that your heart can be the light and that you can give to this world um, by just being that, that special person that you are. And so I always love to use that Amanda Gorman quote, for there is always light if only you can see it, if only you can be it. That is a beautiful quote indeed, Chelsea. And another thing that brings light to this world and creates a sense of community is music. And in this next game we're going to play, I played it with a couple of your teammates. We did a country music version of this game with uh, Alexandria, McKenna, and Sophia. And we did a rock and roll version of this game with uh, your teammate Shannon just a little while ago. But with you now on, I'm going to universalize this game into just music superlatives. And I just going to mention a context and you mentioned the best possible song that comes to mind for that particular context and why starting with the best song to get you fired up before a game, but uh, thunderstruck by ACDC does not count because that's too obvious. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, this one I chose, I choose, um, uh, small things by blink 182 and the reason is is because the abs just won the stanley cup and that was their anthem and i've just been listening to it non-stop since it's just been fun to see that one and so i'm using that as my pump up song for this year <laughs> oh, perfect a channel all that positive yeah. energy from the abs to the broncos way to go chelsea i definitely agree with you there <laughs> And uh, you guys obviously performed to Pitbull's Don't Stop the Party after every Broncos touchdown. And you're going to be doing so more than ever this season with Russell Wilson now in the fold. But if you had to replace that with any song of any genre, what would be that best Broncos touchdown celebration song? Oh, man. Um, let's see here. Well, I was going to say our uh, jump song when we're winning. Jump. Jump, 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 just because it's like everybody getting up and jumping. But also, I would think of like a song that everybody knows. So maybe the YMCA. <laughs> YMCA it is. You cannot go wrong with the village people at all. And what about the best song to celebrate a Broncos win to? And uh, you cannot choose any one of these three songs. All I do is win, jump around that you just referenced and celebration because they're all too obvious, at least in my book. Yeah, that one you're going to have to help me with, Decrom. Um, have you heard the new Luke Combs album yet? I have not, but I did go to his concert. As did I. That was an amazing night in Powerfield and one I will never, ever, ever forget. And there is a song on Luke Combs' new album called Ain't Far From It. And uh, the lyric is, we ain't there yet, but we ain't far from it. And after a win, it's kind of like you're building towards something special, like a, a division title and a Super Bowl. And with a type of season that we are hoping for from the Broncos this year. I think that is the perfect theme song to celebrate a Broncos win to like to celebrate uh, this win. But as a reminder that we ain't there yet, but we ain't far from because we got closer with this win. And plus it's a very celebratory, rowdy, uh, fast country tune. So uh, that oh, would be an excellent one. Yeah. I think our crowd would love that too. That's awesome. And I like how like you put it into a perspective that makes it humble. I really do love that. That's awesome. Yeah, so Ain't Far From It by Luke Combs is uh, our song to celebrate a Broncos win to. And what about the best song that describes the person you are? Yeah, I think maybe Happy by Pharrell. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> absolutely fitting for you. And that's got a very, very good beat as well. Uh, it will make a perfect routine. And speaking of routines, I had two songs in mind for you guys to perform a quarter break routine to this season. And you mentioned that Luke Combs concert that both you and I went to. Cody Johnson was also at that concert. He performed before Luke Combs. And Cody Johnson is another amazing figure in country music today. And the two songs that I had in mind for you to perform a quarter rate routine to were Till You Can't by Cody Johnson or When It Rains It Pours by Luke Combs. Which of those two songs would you prefer to perform to this season and why? I think both. I love both of those songs actually so much. And I also think that our crowd loves country. I mean, we already have the Western outfit on, we have the boots, we have the chaps. And so I think it's a perfect pair. So the more country, the better. And I think that I should tell those to uh, my coach so that we can maybe add those in. Oh, absolutely. That would be awesome. The more country, the better. As you said, I couldn't agree more. And she is six-year veteran, Denver Broncos cheerleader, Chelsea, and second-year captain. You can follow her on Instagram and Twitter at DBC underscore Chelsea. And Chelsea, thank you so, so much once again for sharing your light and your love and your amazingly positive energy with us on our program today. We are forever grateful for you. But before we let you go, we have one more question. As I've said before, the special bond and friendship that I've built with you, your teammates, and many women who have worn those chaps at some point is one based on shared values. And such values that come to mind are unconditional love and support, kindness, compassion, empathy, selflessness, the desire to constantly lift anyone, and I mean anyone, up, and a willingness to embrace difference as the purest form of beauty. What are five such values or personal characteristics, in your view, that somebody absolutely must have in order to become a Denver Broncos cheerleader? I love this question because as cheerleaders, we are so much more than dance. Uh, we are incredible human beings. We all have careers. We all have different beliefs and uh, passions to share with the world. And so um, I think whatever characteristics you have um, fit into our legacy, but some that are very special to me um, is inclusion is one. Um, I just am big on acceptance. And what I have found with our team is that we are a team of open-minded women um, who um, accept each other um, and are equitable to each other. And I believe that we have formed a space that not only um, celebrates our differences through race and ethnicity, but also celebrates our difference through passions, through our beliefs, through how we present ourselves with the world. And so I feel really grateful for this space that Denver Broncos Cheerleaders has been able to create and the community that's been able to create that's inclusive and empowering. And that's one of my things. I think my second characteristic is compassionate. I know that that one you've heard before with the selflessness, but our top um, priority as cheerleaders is to give back um, and to be selfless and uh, Mother Teresa once said, uh, spread love everywhere you go and let no one ever leave you without leaving happier. And I believe that as cheerleaders, that's what we are here to do is to be meet another. Um, we may not be able to walk in the same shoes as them, but we're able to uh, come to the same spot as them and to be able to relate to them on a different level and make a memorable experience. Um, one that's really important to me too that I talk about a lot is to be intentional and to be purposeful um, with whatever you do as a cheerleader, you want to make sure that 
it's you have intention behind it and you have purpose behind it and that it's authentic and real. And I think everything we do as cheerleaders, cheerleaders, every time we step into game day, every time we go out into the community, we are being intentional. And so that's something that's really important to me as a cheerleader too, is to share um, intentional um, purposes with my teammates. And then I think being a role model, um, when we wear those chaps, Gia once said that we become superheroes. And I think that there is not a statement that could be more true is that when we put those on, all eyes are on us. And that's whether the uniform is on or off, but it's important to uh, set yourself um, high on your standards and know that you are a person that can make a big impact on little lives. And so I think I think back to when I was five years old and I'm like, that was the first game I went to. And when I decided I wanted to be a cheerleader with, when I was with my dad. And I think, how can I make that Chelsea proud, you know? And so I think back to that. And so being a role model is huge, um, not only to little kids, but to everyone around you in the community. And then lastly, um, there is no greater thing you can be in this world than yourself. And so I think being you is the most special thing you can give to this team and as a cheerleader. Chelsea, thank you so, so much once again for the most inspiring time today. That is not hyperbole. And that's it for today here on Sports Crunch. But our Beyond the Chap series continues very soon with BB, one of the seven beautiful rookies on the 2022 Denver Broncos cheerleaders. And in addition, we will be having a special Broncos 2022 season preview episode coming up soon with lead sports reporter for CBS Denver and a DBC alumni herself, my amazing friend, Romy Bean. So stay tuned. Once again, I want to say an extra special thank you to the amazing director of the Denver Broncos cheerleaders, the boss, the goat herself, Shauna Peters, Noah friends, Bruce Springsteen and Tom Brady for allowing us to have Chelsea and some of her inspiring teammates on the program. Also, be sure to follow me on Twitter at dcrom 59 and on Instagram and now TikTok at SportsCrunch with DCROM. Remember, that's Crunch with a K. On behalf of Chelsea and myself, thank you so much for tuning in. And whatever you're doing, please choose love. Please choose kindness. Please choose compassion. Please choose selflessness. Please choose empathy and all the qualities that make the Denver Broncos cheerleaders and Chelsea so exceptional. And last but not least, please keep the folks in Buffalo. Uvalde, Texas, Highland Park, Illinois, and the brave, inspiring people of Ukraine in your thoughts, prayers, and whatever actions possible. Until next time, cats and kittens, stay cool. <laughs>